0: Welcome to the SaaS Sales Performance Podcast, the show for anyone wanting to be on the cutting edge of SaaS tech sales. We provide the tools you need to take advantage of the rapidly changing sales environment. We bring you the leading experts on the front lines of SaaS sales and distill down our famous masterclasses into bite-sized practical tips. Your hosts will be Ash Ali and Matt Milligan, and on this podcast, we'll be helping you transform your ability to sell more so you can smash your targets.
1: Welcome back to another episode of the SaaS Sales Performance Podcast. Now, for the regular listeners to this show, you'll be aware that I'm blessed to speak with a number of top sales leaders from across the globe who are building some amazing businesses. I also get to talk to some of the enablers. So I get to talk to some of the the pioneering sales enablement leaders who are figuring out new ways to ramp up and develop amazing sales talent. It's a little bit less frequent that I get to speak to a fellow founder on the show. But delighted that in today's episode, I'm joined by Alex Golu, who is the CEO and co-founder of Eleven Site, an incredible video-based solution for product-led growth organizations. And Alex, I'm really looking forward to having you on the show today. Great to have you join me from California. Alex, welcome to the show.
2: Thank you. Thanks, Matt. It's I'm really glad to be here. And it's sort of a testament of these video interactions that we are able to have Online, now that I guess you are in England, I'm in California, yet we are in the same room. Absolutely. We had, you know,
1: it's interesting. We had one of the research team look into the guests on the show the other day. And I think we've had guests from over 16 countries now, which is quite something. But I think it's just testament to, you know, the world of SaaS and the barriers across the globe just seem to be getting lower and lower, right?
2: Yeah. I mean, so you also met product web growth. Especially in SaaS, it's increasingly possible to bring your solution to the customers, your prospects, or for them to just find you online and have a conversation with you. Back in the day, I mean, this is my third startup. The first one, when we did back in 98, the idea was that you only sold to the people in your backyard, right? That's how you established yourself. The, the catch is now the backyard is anywhere where you can speak the language and understand the culture. The geographical distances are no longer an issue.
1: Yeah, that's spot, spot on and can't wait to dive a bit deeper in, into that in today's show. You know, you and I were just discussing off air as well, the distributed team that you have. I mean, even with a leadership team in the Bay Area, you know, you're still working mostly, mostly remotely and then, you know, your engineering team are based in Europe. Is that right?
2: That is correct. I mean, so As you know what we do is we provide a video communication platform that shortens the distance between businesses and their customers so it's for instant communication ad hoc calls as well as meeting rooms now we ourselves are our first customer we use it both in ourselves and marketing but we also turn around and use it as a collaboration tool right so On a regular basis, I'll give Rafael or Farah a call, ask them a question, they'll do the same. And if we need to have an all-hands meeting, again, it's one of these meeting rooms. The only challenge is to find an hour where everybody is awake, because we do have people in India, Turkey, East Coast U.S., West Coast U.S. But other than that, I mean, the pandemic has sort of been a blessing for a lot of people to realize how easy this has become, because when we started the 11 side, we started with the vision that a lot more business can be conducted online and a lot of the inbound can be satisfied online. I mean, Rafael is the story that he was our VP of marketing. Rafael was my VP of marketing in my second company, Pink. And over there, what we had realized that on our inbound motion, when Prospect came to us, by the time those leads were handed off to the sales team and the sales team called them back, too much time had transpired. Mm -hmm. So it was already in his head that, look, I mean, on those inbound motions today, there is no reason why to have any delay. That connection can be instant. I don't need somebody to board a plane to go. I don't even need to call them back. I can let them just call in and all the sales team need to do is pick up the call and answer and talk.
1: Yeah, I love it. And it makes so much sense hearing you talk through that value now. I mean, but it's only become so so obviously apparent as circumstances have changed in recent times, right? Talk us through, you know, I'd love to hear about the evolution of the current business. You've been building this one for, for how many years now? Is it what? Six, so, the company we
2: started in 2016 because the high level vision was to bring businesses closer to their customers. Maybe if it's in B2C, bring the showroom to the living room. And if this is the B2B, allowing people be in the same office, sort of. Now, we were aware of Zoom and lifestyles, and we knew that there were like these generic meeting room solutions that are available. We also knew about WhatsApp and Skype that two friends talking, but we couldn't see any solutions that address that business to customer relationship because it's an asymmetrical thing. The customer, when they want to buy something or they have a question, they want to be serviced now. And what we have found is that the inbound sales processes are strangely enough optimized for the needs of the sales teams. Mm -hmm. not the prospect, right? And we technology companies are guilty of this. We have invented the website, the forms, the scheduling tools, this and that, and the AI chatbots. So there is more and more friction on the side of the prospect to get hold of the business. And in high velocity sales, this actually kills the deal. The other thing we also observed is the big shift that's taking place in the way people are marketing themselves. Until a few years back, the company's website was the single source of truth about them. So you did everything to channel people to your website. But today, there is LinkedIn, there is YouTube, there is G two Captera. The truth about us as Eleven Side is scattered across all of them, and we get more calls initiated from those websites coming into our into our sales team than our website itself. Why? Because people go to those websites to actually find out about us. And when they have a question, now do you wanna give that prospect the task of jumping through six more links and another form? Or do you wanna allow that prospect click a link and place a video call to your team? Since we answer the call in real time, we close the deal sometimes on that call. Right. So if we don't answer and if we send them to some form and a meeting five days from now, who knows if they are going to come to that meeting? And industry statistics show that only 70% of people show up to a scheduled meeting. And Rafael was telling me about new statistics that that number is coming down. The other statistics is that 78% of people buy from the company they talk to first. Our goal at 11 site was okay, so. Product-led growth is real. People will still need to talk to a person. Really, there needs to be this big shift where a company can advertise themselves anywhere on the web and the prospect should be able to initiate the call with one group.
1: I love it. I think you know there's four or five things in there that I'd love to dive into in today's mm-hmm. conversation. I always loved hearing about the kind of founder vision and how you've kind of adapted to, to, to the market as you've as you've built, right? Speed of decision-making with the modern-day buyer. It really does sound like, you know, if you snooze, you lose, right? Before we dive in, I always love to learn a bit more about the founder journey. And I mean, if you wouldn't mind sharing, like, leading up to 11Sight, like, how did we get here? And I know you, you've you done a bunch of interesting stuff and exited companies. I'd, I'd love to, to share that with the audience, if you will.
2: Sure. I'll give you like a quick background about myself. Originally, I come from Istanbul, Turkey, did an undergrad at MIT, PhD at Berkeley. But both my co-founder, Farah coffee and I, who were PhD students at Berkeley, were not that academically set. Somehow, we had this bug that we need to do our own startup. We need to build something that generates results and changes the way things are done today. So how can we apply technology to disrupt the way business is conducted today? And our first startup was SMS applications for wireless handsets when the Motorola flip phone was the most advanced phone and Netscape was new. So what we did is we told people to come to our website and tell us what they are interested in and we send them relevant SMS messages with their horoscope team results stock prices. This was 98, you know, all of this is now like history. But that company, we ultimately sold to a competitor that we had displaced at Verizon. Subsequently, both Farah and I saw RFID. So in today's language, we were building IoT companies in the cloud. He being more technical, built an RFID chip that could do location tracking. What I did was leverage off the shelf RFID and build a, SaaS based yard management tool where people could manage the life cycle of trailers in distribution center and manufacturing plant yards. So these were essentially the trailers that were delivering the toilet papers when the pandemic started. So we basically moved them faster.
1: I've got to ask, I mean, how did you transition between those two projects? You know, that's that's quite an amazing journey.
2: Well, if I actually tell you what we were working on in the, while we were doing our PhD, it becomes even stranger because we're working on automated cars and automated highways. So the connecting thread in all of this is looking at changes in technology and what has become possible and taking it into a domain where you can rethink what is a known problem for which you buy a product and how you can reframe the question and how you can actually change your processes to become significantly more effective, right? And it was the SMS and the mobile phones, everybody had a mobile phone internet that made the first startup possible. It was RFID and IoT that then became a reality that made the second set possible. And then when we were talking about what to do next, we saw video, video as the communication means of the future. We knew about meeting rooms that were taken care of. We knew about WhatsApp and Skype friends talking to each other. So we said, let's solve a different problem. And if you think about it, The pandemic made it obvious that we can conduct business online. But what happened two years ago is we all went into the same generic meeting rooms. It didn't matter if this was a classroom, courtroom, your grandma's birthday. Clearly, we solved our problems with whatever technology that was available. And now video is going vertical, right? And we are aware of people who are building solutions for classroom and courtrooms, So we at Eleven Sight we said, okay, we're gonna focus on the needs of sales and marketing organizations, and we will build meeting rooms and video communication tools that actually help them close business. I mean, you talked about sales-led versus product-led. It's product leads. You do all your marketing, you create all the awareness, but at some point, the prospect wants to talk to you, and that's basically where we come in at that inbound motion is we give you the ability to know who is calling, why they are calling, are they qualified, what you should do next in this meeting, but the rest is then left to the salesperson, right? I mean, if you are a sales rep, you know your product, you know how you sell, you know what the objections are that you have to overcome, you do not need to prepare for it. And that's basically is the connecting arch is hey everybody has a device with camera internet speed is becoming easy so let's help sales and marketing organization sell faster sell more
1: amazing Alex big respect you know as a as a founder you know who's much put it this way this is like my first proper startup so to speak but I, I'm definitely hungry I've got the bug and you know to listen to your story there there's like a common thread that connects all of your journeys but what do you think it is, before we dive into some of the topics, that keeps driving you to, to keep building?
2: Ah, uh, That's a good question. I think it was all along in us that we wanted to create value, make a difference. And then it's true that we do have a technology background. So it's all about learning something, learning something new, and then looking for opportunities. And as I was saying earlier, it was our VP of Marketing, Raphael, who also recognized that, hey, our inbound motion, there is too much friction, we need to remove it. So it's what we were observing in our lives that, hey, I don't enjoy getting on a plane in an afternoon, go to Chicago for a one-hour meeting and coming back, right? So that has to change. I feel that. And that's basically what the Zooms and the meeting rooms do. But then there is all this inbound calls that we are not addressing immediately. This could be in sales. This could be in support, right? In customer success, right? If you are viewing your customers as a cost center and you want to appease them, a video call is probably not the right thing. But if you are a SaaS-based company where it's all about renewals, then it's no longer customer support. It's customer success. When they ask a question, you need to answer them. Maybe... Only the high, high value customers get video calls support access. But again, that's where you need to rethink the way you are interacting with your prospects.
1: We've talked about the speed of decision making that happens with the modern day buyer, Alex, and you've shared some amazing statistics there already in our conversation today was there like a kind of light bulb moment for you when you started to realize okay you know this can really be a differentiator if we can help companies
2: interact faster with with prospects I mean it's one thing to have this in your head and then you know you talk to people and you say hey we built this would you use this I mean that's how you start any company right you need to validate it in, with your customers we did first succeed in B2c right in car sales Fiat Hyundai, Mercedes are our customers, but we knew that this would transform to SaaS sales, to B2B companies, product-led growth. And I mean, the moment that happened is we actually listed our solution on AppSumo and we were our first customer at that point, right? And what was beautiful is, We would get 10, 15 calls a day because we basically, we had a whole bunch of eyes on our product when we listed. And those conversations were five minutes, 10 minutes, right? It's not that you needed to sell for an hour, but even a bargain hunter on AppSumo still wanted to talk to a real person and say, can I do this with that? And what we found is that we could answer those questions very quickly. It didn't really disrupt our day-to-day life. It's like, okay, when somebody calls, we had five people on the line. Any one of us could answer. We could even have escalation that if these three people don't answer, then the, the these people will ring. And through that, we had 1800 companies that sort of downloaded our system, purchased our system actually, and became users of it. So it's like seeing it in action that it becomes real. And I mean, these days we all know what the meeting room is and how easy we can get in there. But then I still see people's eyes shine when I said, hey, go to LinkedIn, find our page and click on that image that says call us. And how easy is it for people to just give access to their camera? It doesn't matter if they're on their phone, on their desktop, laptop, iOS, no friction, no downloads, no appointments, no platform restrictions as a prospect they they can reach us. So it's the success we had as we saw using our own tool and the sort of amazement we see in our prospects or customers' eyes when they see how this works.
1: What kind of deal sizes are we talking here, Alex, for most of the, the clients that you're seeing get real value from your solution? I mean. If I think about a kind of purist view of product-led growth, you'll have a really decent freemium version available. You know, you'll try and then bring in as many freemium or free users as you possibly can, monitor those kind of moments in the product where you can really convert them into paying and then kind of latch on the those moments of wow. But, you know, I, I'm thinking about this through the eyes as a business owner myself, you know, what, what, yes. what, typically what deal sizes are we talking about here where your sales team can jump on and close a deal? So this
2: really varies, right? Because you can come to our website, you can go to the pricing page, and you can sign up and we'll give you two weeks free. And in that period, if you contact us, we may give you even more free time. So we didn't really want to put a freemium out there because we wanted people to be able to use the entire product in its entirety without worrying about, okay, do I pay or do I not pay? And I actually suggest that your viewers, listeners do go to the website and sign up. They can even use the promo code uHubs10, or they can give me a call. We call that link slash Alex Golu, see if they have any questions for us. But those systems where you sign up and use are actually pretty low cost. It's 15 to $25 per user per month. But we also have enterprise customers, right? So when we have a deal with Fiat, it's not like for one Fiat dealership, it's for all of Fiat dealerships. So that then becomes an enterprise relationship where the value of a customer to us goes up. But typically, it all depends on if you are a solopreneur, maybe all you need is two, three lines, Mm -hmm. small group, five, six people. We, our product-led growth motion on our website for people who will come and buy it from the website is targeting 25 to 500 people companies. But even those companies, we are at this time encouraging to give us a call because we understand that you know, as part of the big shift, they need to do some degree of re re-engineering. They may have HubSpot, they may have Salesforce, they may have Chili Piper for meetings, and they already have an inbound sales stack. How do we fit into that? And we have taken a lot of care in making sure that we seamlessly integrate into that. So even our PLG customers, we encourage them to just, Give us a video call. We'll talk to you. We will understand what your stack is and we'll tell you how we fit into that. And they will, of course, always say, hey, how do I make sure that my cell guys is ready and Mm -hmm. I make sure I build the right routing and we'll actually help them with all the processes that they need to implement.
1: Super interesting. And I've got a number of questions whizzing around my head. One of them being what does this mean for the type of salesperson that we're going to kind of see moving into the fold in the future? Because obviously, you know, you think of an outbound approach, the type of profile that you would need for a successful salesperson would be largely around self-sourcing, you know, generating their own opportunities and constant follow-ups. But actually what I'm hearing from you there in terms of what your clients are seeing is actually much more of a consultative profile of seller who can immediately jump on a call, support a customer in helping them understand the value proposition of the product, and then kind of navigating them through to a, hopefully a, a closed contract. I mean, are you starting to see
2: these shifts in the skill set of sellers already? I mean, definitely that is actually happening and that is needed, right? Because why do people hate AI chatbots? Because you don't get your question answered. If the AI chatbots were able to answer our questions, we would interact with them. So what's the point of somebody calling you on your mobile phone and texting you just to schedule a meeting? And if that person is not add, if that person is a nuisance, And if in that conversation, all they want to do is schedule a meeting with the account executive, then why am I talking to them, right? If I wanted to, I could reach out and I can schedule that meeting. So inevitably, if this is product-led growth, you expect that people already know about that product and why not just let them and make it as easy for them to reach you Mm. when they are in the buying months mindset. And when that happens, I mean, it's not a receptionist who is answering the call. It's somebody who needs to know a little bit about the product. But in our solution, it's even possible for the receptionist to answer the call because after greeting and doing the basic two, three question QA, that receptionist can live transfer that call to the product specialist, to the account executive. So that becomes another opportunity of. I will transfer this person to the right product specialist that our customers can implement. And we saw that definitely in dealerships that some of them had the front desk answer the call. And then maybe this was for service. Maybe this was used car sale, new car sale. I mean, you could do that on the website with a button that you implement, but sometimes you just want that prospect to come in and then a five-minute conversation, you can channel them. It's like we all hated the menus that we had to go through in the 800 numbers, like six levels of menus before we reached somebody, and the menu never met our needs. And today, with the technology that's available is let the prospect come to you, talk to them for three minutes, both sides will will win. Yeah, it makes so much sense. I'm seeing a,
1: a shift in the market at the moment towards... Like product-led sales. And I've seen some really interesting job specs in the market recently, you know, hiring for product-led sales, leadership roles. And I think, you know, it really nicely aligned to what you're talking through there, Alex, in terms of where this is all going. It makes me wonder though, are most of the clients benefiting from your solution? will they still have that kind of free or freemium version and then they will have your product available at any point so that they give some kind of like tour, the prospect gets a feel for the solution and what, what it can do. And then if they get stuck or they think, oh, actually, this is really interesting, I want to buy, then they can hit the button?
2: Yeah, I mean, definitely, there will always be a need for a freemium. And it's all about being able to formulate what your freemium is so that for the right set of prospects, you are giving them everything they need to see the value and then takes the next step. And then now maybe it's the integrations that they need to buy something for. I mean, Zoom has that 45 minute limit. So that's exactly it, is that today's customer is well-informed. They do their own homework. Maybe they sign up for freemiums, but if somebody signs up for a freemium, you, they should immediately also be given a way for them to call you with a direct link, right? They already qualified themselves that I'm interested in this product. I'm looking into it, right? Don't send them, make them fill out another form. And then when they do call, you could even see, hey, this person is calling me and they're calling me from within the product right? You could even do that, right? Because you could embed the link in your freemium product and a call coming from there immediately tells you, this is a freemium user calling from the product. And that call you may route differently than a cold call coming in for the first time from somebody your CRM doesn't recognize.
1: Super cool. It's going to be fascinating, isn't it? To see how How this unfolds and you know the kind of strategic levers that you can pull as a founder or as a revenue leader in terms of freemium packages how much you offer i hear some feedback from some of the product-led companies we work with that they wonder whether their free product is almost too good i mean so we
2: struggle with that i mean as i said we don't have a freemium on our website instead we decided to give it for free all you can eat so that you really experience the full use the moment you wanna put some limits on it, you are not giving the full value to the customers. That's always a struggle. So I think just letting the customers or the prospect use it for a while for free in its entirety, those who actually see the value, they will then start paying for it. And those who are comfortable with 45 minute Zoom meetings, they'll never become customers. So at that point, it's not the revenues that you are after, but traction and name recognition. So, I mean, there is one reason you do freemium, which is just awareness. It's not revenues. And there is a class of freemium users that will never become revenue for you. Right, So if you are comfortable with that, you can do it. On the other hand, if you're doing freemium to give them a path to upgrade, I think it's better to just give them the full solution for free for a while and then let them decide if they're going to stay.
1: Yeah, amazing. It also makes me wonder how many users are out there who perhaps could convert but don't because they don't have a full understanding of how to get value from the product or use the product to its full. And that opens up a a kind of secondary point, which is it feels like there's a blurring of the lines now between sales and customer success. That
2: exactly is. Right. So when you look at customer acquisition cost, customer lifetime value, CAC and CLV have entered in our language only like in the last 10 years. Right. If this is a SaaS customer paying monthly, every month is a new booking and sale. So you need to keep that customer happy for them to keep renewing. So yes, customer success can be a revenue source. Of course, if I buy a laptop from Dell, I paid them $900 and I'm not gonna pay another three years any money, that's customer support that they need to provide me with. But SaaS's customer success. Again, the word customer success is only like 20 years old. Before that, it was all customer service. These are all part of the shift that's taking place that we are sort of saying the big shift that's coming together. Buyers are educated. They they do their own homework. Your website is not your single source of truth about you. Product-led growth is creating a new inbound motion. Social selling is real. So your reps can be socially selling. And all of this are generating Significantly more inbound leads with warm, qualified prospects for you. You just need to service them and not give them a whole bunch of homework and friction so that they then go work on something else.
1: Alex, I think what a brilliant way to end today's conversation. It's been an absolute pleasure. I've taken many golden nuggets away and I appreciate you joining the show today and
2: sharing so generously with our audience. Thank you. And as I said, I mean, anybody who is interested, they should come to our website, sign up for free, and also give me a call or give, like click the sales line, I'm on it. Even if you don't get to me directly, they can actually forward that call or transfer that call to me. If you say, hey, I actually heard the podcast, I wanted to reach Alex.
1: Amazing. So usually I, I ask the guest at the end of the show, what's the best way to stay in touch? But you've just nailed it. Yeah. yeah. Call me. It's been great having you on the show. Thanks, Matt.
0: By uncovering blind spots on performance, motivation and skills, UHub's helps busy sales leaders at top SaaS companies to optimize their sales enablements so that they can develop reps and grow revenue. The UHub's Pulse platform visualizes each team's development needs, personalized upskilling, and provides data-driven coaching recommendations. These save sales managers 40 plus hours per quarter and help reps to ramp up 30% faster. Supercharge your sales team by booking a demo today.